listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear great ideas, insight, and inspiration to level up your leadership ability. Hey, 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 guys, it's John Barrett, the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. So good to have you listening once again. If you're new, uh, it's so good to have you as well. Hopefully, we're going to add value today as a leader, and you're going to get some great content, some great insight. Hey, listen, go to johnbarrettleadership.com, and you can go find this podcast episode, and you can download the leader guide that comes along with it, and check out all the other resources I've got. Um, I've got some books out there, and uh, certainly my blog that comes out every Tuesday morning, uh, where you can get just some free content, some tips, tricks, and techniques to be a great leader, and uh, to have influence in that with your own life, as well as with your team. So go check that out at johnbarrettleadership.com. So today, I want to jump into a topic that I think is so vital, is so important, and really, uh, this topic is going to be something that I think is going to be really, really powerful for us, because it's all about vision today. It's all about vision. In fact, I'm going to give you a framework of three different things uh, about vision and how to have vision and what it is and how to communicate it, because vision is essential for progress. You've got to have a vision for your life as a leader. You've got to have a vision for your organization and your team and your department and whatever it is that you're leading. It all starts with vision. That's the central thing that it's got to begin from there. If it doesn't begin with vision, then it doesn't matter what you do afterwards. It's never going to have its fullest potential because vision is essential for progress. Now, there's a great quote by Helen Keller, who is such an inspiration. Uh, she was deaf. She was blind. Uh, she had a... a, a, a um, a sickness when she was really young, uh, just within her first, I think, year of life uh, that caused her to go deaf and to go blind. And yet through all that adversity, uh, she grew up to do incredible things for the community and incredible things as a leader. And she's got a great quote that I love. It's a very famous one. You're probably familiar with it. But she said this, Helen Keller said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. Now, that's powerful right there. It's it, it, The only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision, not the ability to see into the future and what could be and, and, and what, what should be and what will be and the things that we're going to talk about today. But I love that. That's always been so challenging to, to me, especially coming from someone who had such adversity and so many challenges in her life, yet to see and to be able to have vision for her future. So, I want to ask you, do you consider yourself a visionary leader? Do you? Because here's the deal. You have got to become a visionary leader no matter what you do, no matter where you're at in the organization. We think a lot of times, well, visionary leaders, that's for the, the, the person at the top of the organization. That's for the one that, that started the organization, or that's for the CEO, or that's for the, the president, or whoever it may be. No, no, no. Every leader should be a visionary leader to some degree, somehow, some way. See, you have to be a vision caster. You've got to be able to cast the vision. You're a vision caster no matter where you sit in the organization, no matter how high you are or how low you are positionally. It doesn't matter. You've got to be a great vision caster. And, and a great vision caster has the ability to cast a net-like vision that people get caught into. So just like you cast a net, when, when you cast a vision, you, you have the ability to sort of draw that net in and to gather people to a worthy cause, to gather people to see the potential of what could be. So no matter where you are, 
in your organization, you have to be a vision caster. You've got to develop this ability. And I want to challenge you with that because too many times we don't talk about this. We only think about as a vision from, from you know, a board or we only think of vision coming from the CEO or the top down. But everybody's got a part to play. So no matter where you are, whether it's with your team, even if you just lead a team, you've got to be a vision caster to that team. If it's a department, you've got to be able to cast vision to that department that you lead or are a part of. If it's a project that you're over, that you're a part of, you've got to be able to cast vision. If it's a task that you're doing, if it's a product launch, it, launch, if it's a presentation or a meeting, you've got to be able to cast vision in that. If it's a new process that you're starting in your organization or your team, say, hey, we're going to be doing a new process on how we do this. You've got to be able to cast vision for that because it all starts with vision and it works out from there. So this isn't just for visionary leaders that are huge people that are at the top of the totem pole, so to speak. This is for everyone. So I love what Jim Collins said, the famous author. He, he talked about great companies have great vision. In fact, he said that, that they create a cult-like culture around that vision. I mean, if you think of the word culture and having a great culture, it means to have a, it, the word comes from a cult, cult-like. And that, that's not a negative thing in the sense of a cult. That's just a, 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 a you know, sort of general definition of saying a group of like-minded people, a cult, a people that are joining together for a cause, for a mission. And he said that great companies in his book, From Good to Great, great companies have great vision and they create a cult-like culture around that vision. That was one of the common denominators of great organizations is that they had a cult-like culture, meaning that the vision was so powerful that it was so convincing, that it was so strong, that people rallied behind that and it gathered them together, just like that net that you cast in vision pulls people into that, uh, to that mission. So here's the deal. Vision is the lens that keeps an organization in focus. If you don't have vision, you're going to get out of focus as an organization. Then you're going to be going every different direction. You're going to have different departments going different ways. You're going to have different people in your organization, different team members. They're going to be kind of in it for their own thing, kind of doing you know their own, own, own deal and kind of going their own way. But vision is the lens that keeps the organization in focus. In fact, the greater the vision, the more powerful it becomes. The greater the vision, the more powerful that focus becomes. And, and, and now we're able to see exactly what it is that we're trying to do. So let me give you a great definition of what vision is. This isn't mine. Uh, this comes from Andy Stanley, who's a great thought leader and, and, and just a great mentor. And uh, he says this about vision. So here's the definition. Vision is a picture of what could be powered by the belief that it should be driven by the commitment that it will be. Let me, let me say that again because you've got to get this. Vision is a picture of what could be powered by the belief that it should be driven by the commitment that it will be. So we're going to break these three things down. A picture of what could be, number one, powered by the belief that it should be, number two, and driven by the commitment that it will be, number three. This is a framework for how to have vision and how to, how to communicate vision in that. So the first thing is this. You've got to have a picture of what could be. You've got to see it. You've got to be able to see what could be. See, it's the leader's responsibility to ensure that people embrace the vision and see the vision and know what the vision is. You cannot assume this is happening. Listen, there's an old proverb that says, if the student hasn't learned, it's because the teacher hasn't taught. 
Now, that, that's a lot of responsibility on the teacher, isn't it? I mean, that, 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 that's a challenging statement for a teacher. But if the student hasn't learned, the teacher hasn't taught. So if people don't get the vision, it's because the leader isn't taking the responsibility to cast the vision and help people embrace the vision and know the vision. In fact, if you're complaining as a leader, man, my team just doesn't get it, you've got to look in the mirror and say, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Have I taught the vision? Have I seen it myself? Have I been able to help others see the vision? Zig Ziglar, the famous motivational speaker said, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time, right? So you've got to have a picture of what could be. In fact, the clearer the vision, the more productive people will be. So the clearer you are and the clearer the vision is, the more productive people are going to be. So the question I'm asking you in your life and in your organization is this. Do you have a vision of what could be? Are you spending time dreaming yourself of what could be? And are you spending time with your team dreaming of what could be? So many times we're bogged down in just the day-to-day stuff that we're not spending time painting a picture of what could be. We're just trying to figure it all out and keep our head above the water, but we're not looking down the line and saying, wait a minute, let's paint this beautiful picture of where we could be as as a team, as an organization, even in your individual life. Are you painting that picture? You see, highly successful people have the ability to see what could be, and you've got to develop that skill. You've got to develop that. Jim Carrey, the the famous actor, uh, I heard him telling the story in an interview, it, it was fascinating. This is, this is incredible. In 1985, Jim Carrey uh, moved to L.A. He was struggling to, to get into the comedy scene and, and just got a lot of bad reviews, was having a hard time. People didn't like him, just couldn't get his breakthrough. In, in, in a moment of sort of frustration and that, but yet so ambitious and passionate about what he wanted to do, he drove up on, on at the hill there at L.A., looking out over L.A., and he wrote himself a $10 million check dated 10 years into the future. And, and, and it said on there, he put in the memo, uh, services rendered uh, for acting, acting services rendered. And, and this was just like his, you know what, I can do this. I can see it. I know one day it will come to make this happen. And he dated that 10 years in the future. He kept that in his wallet all the time. He traveled with it. It was just there all the time as a reminder to keep pushing on. You know what's fascinating is that, that in 1995, exactly 10 years later to the year, this is crazy, he got offered his kind of breakthrough role in Dumb and Dumber. Remember that movie? That was a great movie. If, if you, if, you know, forgive me for loving that movie, but it really is a funny movie. In 1995, he got offered Dumb and, the role for Dumb and Dumber, and guess how much he got paid to do it? $10 million. Ten years to the date that he had wrote that check, he got offered that. Now, that's phenomenal. That's pretty crazy stuff, right? But here's the deal. that My point in this is that he had the ability to see what could be. I mean, he was dreaming about it. He was holding on to the vision of his life of what could be. And guess what? It became a reality. Listen, I'm telling you, the universe makes way for people with vision. When you've got a vision, I'm telling you, and it's strong and it's powerful, then I'm telling you, it's just like the, the, the sea gets parted and you're able to walk across into that. I'm not saying it won't come without challenge and struggle. But I'm telling you that the universe will give way, so to speak, for you to get to where it is that you want to go when you've got a vision. So you've got to be able to say, do I have a picture of what could be? And am I communicating that picture? Am I painting that picture for my team to see it? 
Am I painting the project or the process that I'm trying to, to initiate or, or, or the task or the product launch or my department? Am I doing that for everyone? You can't just do it for yourself. You can't just do it with one or two individuals. You've got to do it for everyone that you're responsible over, no matter who that is. So if you lead a big department, it's got to be up to you to cast that vision. You can't assume that it's just happening. All right, so a picture of what could be, you've got to see it. Number two, in our definition, powered by the belief that it should be, right? So this is where you take it to the next level. It's not just that it could be, but it's powered by the belief that it should be. I mean, that you're committed to this thing. You're all out. Just like Jim Carrey said, well, this is what could be, but I'm going to keep it in my pocket and I'm going to keep that vision alive in my life and be reminded every day because it should be. I'm going to, I'm going to see that it does. So what is the key word here? Well, here's the deal. As a leader, if you're going to make the, the, the vision not only something that could be, but powered by the belief that it should be, then you've got to say it. You've got to talk about it. I mean, you've got to keep that thing on the front burner, always talking about the vision. Because listen, over time, that vision will get blurry. That vision will just, will, will begin to lose sight of the vision. You know, government official Paul Nitze said this, one of the most dangerous forms of human error is forgetting what one is trying to achieve. And listen, I'm telling you that vision can be forgettable even powerful vision where you've got it strong. If you're not careful, it will fade over time. It will blur over time, just like our eyes blur a little bit over time. And as we age, they're just not as strong as they were years ago. It's the same with vision. No matter how strong the vision started, if you're not careful, if you don't repeat it regularly, I mean, if you don't constantly kind of pull people back to the vision and why we're doing what we do and always coming back to that and talking about it and connecting every dot back to the vision, then I'm telling you, it will fade. And, and it might be something that could be, but it won't be something that should be because people aren't going to be powered by that. So I want to challenge you to make sure that, that you, you have to constantly and consistently repeat the vision over and over. In fact, I heard a leader say one time, a mentor of mine who, who's, who's very famous uh, author, speaker, leadership guru, he said this. He said, if you're not nauseated by repeating the vision over and over, then you've not said it enough. And I remember hearing that and thinking, wow, wow, that, that's an intense statement. If you're not nauseated by the amount of times that you continue to repeat the vision, then you have not stated it enough. All right, so listen, most people, this is what I see most organizations do. They get it wrong. And most organizations have a big, you know, hurrah at the beginning of the year, kind of a big visionary kickoff for the year. I mean, the, the, I, not even every organization does this, but the ones that just try to give some effort will have a big beginning of the year vision. Hey, okay, this is the vision for the year. Let's go get them. Let's be reminded of what we're doing. And then they're done. And then they never hear about the vision again until the next retreat or something like that in, in, in the beginning of the next year that you cannot do that. In fact, you've got to connect the dots back to the vision again and again and again. Every single thing that happens day to day, you've got to connect back to the vision somehow, some way. In fact, I say this, leaders have to be that connect the dot people, right? I mean, you ever, ever played those, those kind of games or those drawings where it's all numbered and it's connect the dots and you don't really know what you're doing, but you just know you go in sequential order. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and 10. And before you get, or by the time you get done with it, you've kind of you know drawn this really cool object or something like that 
And, and it's all this game of connect the dots. Listen, as a leader, that's what your job is. You are a dot connector. You have got to connect the vision to every single thing that happens in the organization. And if you can't connect the dot back to the vision, then it doesn't need to be done. Then you need to let it go because it's distracting you and, and, and it's causing wasted time just doing things. If you can't connect the dot back to the vision, then you've got to ask yourself, why are we doing it? And, and, and you got to make sure that you can connect that dot, not just for yourself and for strategy to make sure you're doing the right things, but you've got to connect the dot back and never assume that people know what they're doing and how it's connecting back to the big picture. Listen, this is why so many people get discouraged in organizations is because they feel like they're so busy, but they don't see what, 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 with what their effort is doing, how it's connecting back to the big vision. And listen, you got to make sure as a leader, I don't care if you lead one person, if you've only responsible for one person or you're responsible for a hundred or a thousand people, you have got to connect the dots back all the time, everywhere in the organization. It doesn't matter what it is because everything matters in an organization. And if you can't connect the dot back, then it doesn't matter. And you need to let it go. You need to drop it. You need to change it, or you need to figure out how it's going to connect back. So you've got to ask yourself, what are we doing and how are we doing it in order to connect back to the vision of the organization? So I want to challenge you in that and you've got to talk about it. You've got to say it, spray it, wheel it, deal it and seal it everywhere you go. I mean, I'm telling you as a leader, you should be nauseated by the times that you constantly and consistently repeat that vision regularly. I mean, over and over and over again. So I want to challenge you on that, right? I mean, you, you, it's got to be powered by the, the belief that it should be. So listen, be convincing in, in the vision. I mean, start with why. I mean, get back to the heart of why you're doing what you're doing. Simon Sinek, right? Start with why. I mean, that's the, the, the power of a convincing vision it is to be able to start with why we're doing this and have a strong why connected back to it. You know, I love the story of Christopher Wren, who was one of the greatest architects in London. And when he was commissioned to build St. Paul's uh, Cathedral after the Great Fire in, in 1666, uh, he was observing three bricklayers. And they were working on a scaffold, and, and, they were, and Wren asked them what they were doing. He, and there was three guys, and he, and he went up to the first man. He said, hey, what are, you, what are you doing? The first man crouched down and replied, just making a living, right? I mean, just, hey, just making a living, trying to get some money. The second man that he asked, he was halfway standing kind of in between uh, 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 the other two guys, and he said, I'm just building a wall. But the third man, who was working hard and determined, when he asked him, what are you doing? He said, I'm building a, cath a cathedral for the Almighty. I mean, you talk about someone that had purpose, right? I mean, that's a big difference from I'm just making a living to, hey, I'm just building a wall to I'm creating a cathedral for the Almighty. I mean, that guy found purpose. I mean, that vision for what he was doing was strong. It was convincing. It was heartfelt. I mean, there was something in there that drove him to, to be able to kind of give his all. And, and Christopher Wren wrote about this because he just observed such a powerful thing. I mean, three men doing the exact same role almost, but yet they had three different total approaches to what they were doing and the vision of what they were doing. So I want to ask you, what are you doing? Are you just making a living? Are you just building a wall? Or are you building a cathedral for the Almighty, so to speak? You know, whatever analogy you use that for in your life. I mean, what's your vision in your team? Let me ask you this. What's your team doing? Are they just making a living? Are they just building a wall? Or are they building a cathedral for the Almighty, kind of in this analogy? So ask yourself, am I connecting the dots back to the vision? 
Do we understand why we're doing what we're doing and, and, and what we're doing and how it all is connected? And am I helping people find their vision within the vision, right? It's all about vision. And I'm telling you, the stronger the vision, the more productive people will be. The clearer the vision, the more productive people will be. The more powerful the vision, the more people will be committed to see it happen. So remember, vision is a picture of what could be. You got to dream. You got to talk about it. You got to paint that picture. Powered by the belief that it should be. You got to talk about it. You got to connect the dots back to everything that you're doing and knowing that it should be. And then the last one is this. Powered by the belief, or or, I'm sorry, uh, the last one is driven by the commitment that it will be. So you've got the picture of what could be. I mean, you are, are powered by the belief that it should be, and now you're driven by the commitment that it will be. The key word here is you got to seize it. I mean, you got to go after it. The first key word was you got to see it. The second key word is you got to say it. You got to talk about it. The third key word here by driven by the commitment that it will be is to seize it. And listen, I use the word seize because you got to fight for the vision. I'm telling you, it is a fight. I mean, anything and everything will try to steal the vision away from you, your team, your organization. I mean, everything will try to distract you from the vision. Everything will try to get in your way to to be an obstacle to the vision. This is about accomplishing the vision and being committed to its fulfillment. So you've got to understand that that, that vision is is something that that you've got to drive after. You've got to fight for. I mean, this stuff doesn't come easy. This is why so many organizations don't have a strong vision because it's hard. It's hard to fight for it. It's hard to communicate through it. It's hard to keep it at the forefront of all that's going on. In fact, vision is is either created or inherited. I mean, you either got to create this thing every day over and over and and keep repeating it and keep just bringing it back to life, or it's just going to be inherited. It's it's just going to be something that just kind of goes to the default. And this is where people just now just start making a living. Everything's just kind of robotic. People are just kind of doing what they do because they've lost sight of the vision. So you either create it and you're intentional and proactive about it, or it's very reactive and you just kind of inherit it. And it, it just is what it is, right? I mean, so many people that have incredible success stories of turning an organization around when they came into it is because they started with vision. They went back to the beginning. I just told the story in my blog uh, a while back about the Vince Lombardi effect. And, and Vince Lombardi, when he got hired by Green Bay to come in and turn the franchise around, one of the first things that he did is he was frustrated in a practice one day and things were just so complicated and, and so loose and everybody was so robotic in what they were doing that he basically just blew the whistle and he said, stop, everybody sit down and take a knee. And he had the whole team sit down. And he went on, he said, ladies and gentlemen, this is a football. These are the painted lines and markers on the field. This is the end zone. And he went on to explain the fundamentals, just the basics of football from the beginning to the team. And he said, we've got to get back to the fundamentals, to what it's all about. We're too complicated. We're robotic. We're just going through motions. We've got to get back to the basic fundamentals of what this is all about. You know what Vince Lombardi was doing? He was just getting back to the vision of what it was all about, of winning and being productive and how to play good. And, and he turned that franchise completely around, became such a successful coach. 
Why? Because he understood the power of vision, of getting back to simplicity and getting back to what really mattered. But you got to fight for that. You got to fight for simplicity because an organization will always be be drawn to complexity. It will always be drawn to make things uh, crazy and complicated and chaos and, and layer after layer after layer. In fact, you know this in your organization. How many times have, have we hired somebody, uh, another role that we've created in the organization to, to fix somebody that, that should have been doing their role in the first place? And then we hire another one to fix that and another one to take care of them and manage them. And before we know it, we got three or four layers in this thing of complexity because it wasn't taken care of from the root. And, and vision is getting to the root. It's getting back to simplicity, but you got to fight for it because an organization will always be drawn to complexity distractions, confusion, chaos, and you've got to fight to bring it back to simplicity, bring it back to what really matters. You've got to keep your team's eyes on the objectives, not the obstacles. Listen, you've got to get them objective about the vision, not on all the obstacles that are in front of them. It's like the mathematics and negativity. I mean, you know this, nine things could have gone great, but one thing goes bad. And what do you focus on? What does the team focus on? What does the organization focus on? That one thing, 10%. And yet it, it, is, it gets all of our attention. And we forget about the vision. We forget about what we're, what we're doing, where we're going, why it all matters. And now we're just in survival and maintenance mode. And we're just trying to put Band-Aids on everything and fix all the bad. When yet we don't see the good things that are happening in our organization. So you've got to keep your time, your team's eyes on the objectives, not just the obstacles. I'm not saying that, that you don't look at the obstacles and figure those out. Absolutely. But you've got to make sure that you're not just always fixing problems, but you're working towards the future, that you're, you're getting objective about the vision. So hold your team accountable to the vision. I mean, make sure that, that you keep them focused on what it's all about, driven by the commitment right? I mean, this is, the vision is the metric that you measure against, right? I mean, you've got to look at this thing. You've got to keep your people focused on that and help them get back to where they need to be. Listen, I love that, you know, the torpedo, when, when, when the torpedo was created, the technology that it was created in order to lock onto a target was, it's called the INS. And basically what it stands for is the internal navigation system of a torpedo and it's built on this because when a torpedo locks in on a target it basically creates boundaries to lock into the target creates almost like a funnel and what it does is 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 that the target the torpedo shoots out and it basically let's just say it goes left and it just keeps going left until it hits the boundary that it has created and then it course corrects and it goes right and then it goes right as far until it hits the other boundary on the right side and then it course corrects and it goes back left and it keeps doing this. It basically keeps failing and course correcting until it gets down to the end of the funnel and it locks right in on its target. And that's how you get locked in on, on this internal navigation system. And I think this is so powerful because our lives are kind of the same way, right? I mean, we go from failure to failure to failure until we kind of lock in the success. We, we figure out ways to do things. We go left and we keep going there until we learn and grow. And then we kind of hit, you know, hit the wall and we go right and we course correct. And then we hit that wall and we just keep doing that until we get onto our target and lock in. 
Listen, success is based on this sort of internal navigation system. And the vision is the target. The vision is what you're going after. But I'm telling you, every team, your life is an individual, your organization is a whole. You're going to go and, and you're going to set out and you're going to just keep going left, 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 and left until you kind of course correct and say, wait a minute, let's get back to the vision. And you create those boundaries, those barriers. You hold your team accountable to the vision and then it helps them course correct. And then they may go right, 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 right until they hit that wall. And you got to remind them about the vision and get back to simplicity because it'll always try to go off the rails. And then bam, they go back left and they just keep doing this. Keep course correcting down, 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 down the funnel until you lock on your target and you make impact, right? That's the vision. And you've got to hold your team accountable to the vision. It's the metric that you measure performance against. It's what you do everything about. Are they fulfilling the mission, the vision of the organization? So here's what vision is. A picture of what could be, powered by the belief that it should be, driven by the commitment that it will be. You've got to go after it and you've got to stay after it. Listen, be committed to the vision. Don't give up on the vision. Don't abandon the vision when you have uh, times of trouble in your organization, right? Don't allow drama and, and, and problems and distractions come in and get you off focus. You've got to bring vision back and you as the leader, it's your responsibility, number one, to bring vision to your own life so that you have a vision for your role in what you do in the organization, no matter where you are. Do you have a strong vision of what you're doing and why you're doing it and where you're going? And then are you helping your team have a strong vision into the organization? Now, for those of you that are at the top of your organization, um, maybe you're the CEO or you're the top of your department or, or the owner of your organization, I wanna challenge you, get talking about the vision, not until you're nauseated by it is is the point where you need to understand that you've arrived. So hopefully this is helpful for you guys. Just some nuggets about vision. Bring it back to you, to your team, to your organization, and make sure you get it. Now, there's a great book by Michael Hyatt, who's a phenomenal um, New York Times bestselling author called The Vision Driven Leader. I highly suggest it. It's a great book. It'll actually help you come up with a vision if you don't really have one or you're not sure how to do it. It's called The Vision Driven Leader. It is a great book. It's a great resource and that. But I hope this was helpful to you. Listen, check out the John Barrett Leadership Podcast each and every month. Go to johnbarrettleadership.com. Get the leader guide. Check out the other resources I've got. Hopefully this helped level you up as a leader so you don't level out in your influence and impact. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit www.johnbarrettleadership.com.